Welcome to the MPYA podcast. MPYA is a gathering designed specifically for young adults. In this podcast, you'll hear messages from our gatherings, as well as conversations that we hope will help you navigate these defining years of your life. We hope you'll join us as we explore practical ways we can follow Jesus in our everyday lives. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram, at North Point Young Adults, and subscribe to the podcast if you like what you hear. But with that in mind, let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody? Clay here. We got Allie. Hello. And Nathan, of course. The big three. Yeah, the big three. That's We're here. That's what they call us. <laughs> yeah. Who's the they? large three. <laughs> <laughs> large? I don't want to be large now. You, this We're is, just, this is a synonym for Large big. and in charge. <laughs> oh, wow. We're not in charge either. We are starting this off. This has got... Well, this is good. Well, uh, it's feeling like fall out there it here is. in Georgia. Uh, Nathan, you got any big fall plans? No, we... <clears throat> Just went to the fair. Nice. Last weekend. And you said no so quickly and then explained well, that your was fall my plans. One, that was my one and done. <laughs> okay. We tried it. It was just mm-hmm. a lot of people mm-hmm. in a very small area. And you're sitting there wondering, like, two things. One is, do I trust any of these rides? Because <laughs> I'm not sure that, like, yeah, all the no way I'm are They there. do call you Big Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I'm getting on one of those Yeah, rides. and then also... Like, there is a family there that worked for the fair, but they did pig racing, like, five times a day. Hmm. And they had their RV set up right in front of the little pig race track. And they just—that's what they do with their life. How do they get— They travel around and do pig races. How do they get the pigs to run? Oh, they don't really. I mean, they kind of do. But they just kind of like waddle around this track. Waddle. Are they but racing? Like some of the pigs live all. in the RV with them. No. And I'm talking; these pigs are like what? She said one of them was like 180 pounds. Like they're not just like cute little piglets. It's just a wild I'm life out there. Sounds like some good ham. <laughs> no, I doubt it. They're attached. They're like they're family. Like, they're kids. Yeah. Oh, so. <laughs> It's great to be cultured, you know. <laughs> well, uh, oh, wow. yeah, I don't know about a fair, but I feel like Haven has been uh, really asking us to go to a pumpkin patch. She has. She asks. She, asks. Yeah. she says, mother and father, <laughs> can I inquire about going to a pumpkin patch? That's what she says. I can see it in her eyes. I, yeah, it's, yeah. So where, and, where She's very good go. at pointing, so she'll she point is. at a pumpkin. Yeah, yeah, so we're going to take her to a pumpkin patch. Nice. Yeah. And we're going to probably take a picture, and then we're probably going to go home. Yeah. I imagine that's how it's going to go. Uh, you got to well, at least buy one. What else one. do yeah, we no, do? No, we'll get a pumpkin for the front. We just buy them? Porch. What do you do at a pumpkin patch? A, pum- a pumpkin Yeah, patch. why do you have to say it like that? I don't know. A pumpkin patch? I can't not, They usually I have a bunch pumpkins. of random Pumpkins. Stuff that you P-U-N-K-I-N? I don't know. You'll probably buy some apple cider. Yeah. Slushies. Okay. Funnel cake. So I'm just going to eat. Maybe a corn maze. I'm trying to go to that orchard. We should do a maze. I like a corn maze. I'm trying to go to an orchard where I actually pick the apples off the trees. Oh. I never have good experiences. (laughs) The apples are always rotten. (laughs) What? Like, just buy them in the grocery store. Yeah, I fall somewhere in the middle here. How can they be rotten if they're still on the tree? The worms. I don't know. (laughs) But last year. Worms are money. (laughs) Last year, <laughs> we went to one, and this place gets you because before you enter into the orchard, there's, like, this big fence. Okay. And you have to buy your bag mm. for however many apples. You can't bring your own bag? 
No, so you buy their bag, and it's like you could buy the small one, the medium, or the large one. And we're like, oh, we'll go medium because we'll make like some apple pie, apple butter. We like apples. Naturally. So we paid $30 for this bag before we ever saw the orchard. And we get out there, and we literally probably f- put three <laughs> apples in there because every other one was on the ground half eaten and molded. Ew. They just had no apples left. I'm like, well, of course they're selling the bags. When was this, like, time? What season was it? Oh, it was apple season. It was, I like, know, but last October. It was October. Last so it was, like, September. the beginning of fall. I don't really know an apple season. I think it's, like, September. I thought apples were in season October. always. Yeah, at the know. grocery store they are. Yeah. But anyway. I'm not going to say the orchard, but, you know. I just didn't have a great experience. I understand. We spent a lot of money for three apples. <laughs> Did, were they good? Uh, they were fine. The best part was the apple cider slushy. Like, mm. I love those things. That sounds those good. Are, yeah. Did you pray that you were going to find apples? <laughs> yeah, I was about to be like, so what are we going to talk about? <laughs> uh, it sounds Did like. Did you pray? Yeah. Did you? Did you I bless should have. Yeah. That's why. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you got to. Send the prayers up to God before you walk out to the orchard. Is that what we're talking about today? Today we're talking about unanswered prayer because— oh. Like Nathan's apple fiasco. Yeah, I was well, thinking maybe he prayed and then so. I was, yeah, no apples. And it's like, God, why didn't you send apples? <laughs> uh, wow. No, but seriously, last time we, we've been in the series Living the Dream, and last time uh, Beth gave us a little look into her story, her life, and how— um, she was praying for some stuff and it didn't necessarily go according to plan or according to her timing or what she wanted. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought it would be interesting to talk about how we deal with that. What do we do when God doesn't answer our prayers? Or yeah. at least when it feels like he's not answering them when we want them answered. Yeah. Or it feels like God is silent and we keep asking over and over again for the same thing and it's just not happening for us. I feel like, uh, I mean, we are all going to experience that at some point in our lives. And I think... Um, it maybe even happens more than not, or it just feels like God isn't answering. And so I just thought it'd be helpful and beneficial um, for us to talk about maybe how we've seen that in our own lives play out. Um, but also, are there some things that we have learned and have done um, that help in those seasons? So yeah, I'd love to toss it out to, to, to either of y'all. Does anything come to mind where you've been praying, you've been asking, and you haven't received? What you were asking for. Well, yeah. fun fact, this is not going to answer your questions <laughs> at all. Oh. Not even close. Going back to Beth, fun she fact, it. she crushed. Great oh, Beth message. is my hero. Um, she has a son named Wells, and Wells and Haven are friends. They're buddies. They're like a month apart, and they were in class together, and all of their teachers were like, they are best friends. Yep. So that's just a fun fact that I have about Beth yeah, and her but, family. Yeah. And side note, we ended up talking about baby shoes with her. We did. And I'm still baffled by shoe sizes oh, for babies. Oh, someone help us. Literally. We don't understand. They're too big? Just the size. I don't understand. They're all different. Ask uh, me uh, what uh, size Haven's shoes yeah, feet yeah, are. Yeah. I have no idea. I feel bad. I was trying to shove these little Nikes on Haven's feet, and she's, she's like crying. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Back to prayer. Then um, back well, <laughs> no, one thing I was thinking of just right off the bat uh, foundationally is I think whenever we start talking about this topic— we have to check our heart on what is our heart behind prayer to mm-hmm. begin with. Is it just to get things from God or to actually know him? And I think we can get really frustrated 
with unanswered prayers or prayers that seem as if they're wasted because life isn't happening like we thought or that we prayed for. Um, but our our motive behind prayer is like almost like calling grandma at Christmas time. And we're just going to we, – we pray when we ask for things only. Mm. And there's so much more to prayer than just a laundry list that we want God to do for us. Um, so I just think we have to check our heart on what is our motive behind prayer. And, you know, I think that once that motive is set, unanswered prayers look a little bit differently mm. for us. Yeah. So you're basically kind of – Asking the question, when you pray, are you only praying when you're asking for things? Totally. Is there ever a time in your prayer life where you're praying and you're not asking for anything? Right. I think that's a really convicting question because, yeah. you know, prayers aren't always just a laundry list, but sometimes like, Lord, thank you for this day. Now I need, you know, like it's a, you're right. I think a lot of times we go to God when we need something and there's never like a time set in our day or even like a week of like, all right, for this week, I'm not going to ask for anything. I'm just going to yeah. tell him how good he is and talk about the truths and just like listen and talk. And yeah, I think that's a really. And I'm not saying that we should never ask for things. Right. Like I don't want to deter us from that because I actually think we don't ask enough. Like mm-hmm. we're not asking bold prayers enough. And I remember like uh, we were going through the study on prayer right now, and one of the things that it says is the currency in the kingdom of God is asking. Mm. And that can be hard, especially for, like, the Western church because in America we have built our lives and culture pushes us in this way of you can do it. Like, you can do it on your own. You don't need other people. You're independent. You're strong, independent. You know, you have so much potential in you. Go get after the thing. And so asking for anything is hard. Like, I don't like to ask people for things. I feel weird asking. I don't like asking for help. Um, And so, you know, I don't think, I'm not trying to say we shouldn't ask at all. I actually think we don't ask enough. Mm -hmm. And it's not bold enough. Um, And I think about the power or the potential that could be out there that we're missing out on because we're not asking enough. Um, But I do think it can kind of change our perspective on what we consider unanswered prayers Mm. when we're actually praying for relationship and not just to get things. Do you think there's such thing as an unanswered prayer? Mm. I mean, I've always heard growing up, God never... God always has an answer. It's yes, no, or not yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so in that light, no. Mm -hmm. I mean, if he says no, that's still an answer. Yeah. Um, It's maybe not the answer we're looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, We just had this discussion. We introduced a new song at Inside Out, and y'all have been doing it at Young Adults, too. Um, I trust in God and the— The bridge is I sought the Lord and he heard and he answered me. That's why I trust him. And so I got into like an argument with someone about should we be singing that song? Because it implies like I trust God because he did this for me. It's like conditional. Right. But the conversation led to like, no, but he does answer. Like he answers every single time. Mm. Um, The language, that's why I trust him, you know. 
Yeah, we could get into that. But <laughs> ultimately, I sought the Lord and he heard and he answered me. I think that's a true anthem that, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, if we seek God, he's going to answer us. And like you said, a lot of the time it's no or not yet, or we think it's silence, but the reality is God is working on our behalf in a different way that we don't see and we don't feel, but we can trust that he's always working on our behalf and behalf of the people we love. I think my most heartbreaking quote unquote unanswered prayers or no's or not yet have been the prayers that I've prayed on behalf of people that I love. Totally. Um, Totally. And I think that for some reason, when he doesn't answer what I want, I'm like, that's okay. But when it's like, no, God, come through for this person, mm. that's hard. Because I, if I were God, I would do that mm. because that's I my, love yeah. that person. That's my thing. It's a, especially when it aligns with God's will. Right. Where it's like, I know you want this too. Well, praying for salvation, for example. That's what I'm thinking yeah. about. Yeah. And so it's like, why wouldn't you do this? Yeah. And I don't, I mean, all I can say is Isaiah, his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than yeah. ours. But there's been a lot of people in my life that I'm, I mean, I've been praying for someone specifically for probably like 12 years now to, that she would come to know Jesus and she hasn't. And so coming to God with that, that's confusing and that's hard. And putting aside what I would do to say, God, I, I trust you. I'm confused, but I trust you. I think that's a big part of something he's doing in totally. my heart. And I think it's too just staying persistent. Like yeah. I know there was the guy, maybe you've heard of D.L. Moody, um, but he was basically just this prayer warrior back in the day. And as the story goes, he would carry around like a hundred names that he was praying for and trying to win to Christ, essentially. And there were only like two names left at the end of his life that had not converted to Christianity. And at his funeral, they say those last two accepted Jesus. (laughs) Almost that like, yeah, it's like, why? This doesn't make sense. Why isn't it happening? But ultimately... I think in that, going back to Nathan's point, like you are growing in your fellowship with God as you're moving through Mm -hmm. this and praying with him. And you are continuing that conversation and like getting closer to him in this relationship and trusting that in the end, God's going to Mm -hmm. do something. Um, And I love to, I was reading this earlier, uh, Matthew 7, 7, where he's talking about um, ask and you will receive, knock, ask, knock, and the door will be open to you. And so many times we're like, okay, I'm doing that. Why isn't it happening? Mm -hmm. And I was reading earlier that there's this, the literal translation is more like keep on asking and you will receive, keep on seeking and you will find, keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. Mm -hmm. Almost that there's this persistence that needs to happen. um, And that it's not just, I'm going to ask and I'm going to receive it right away. Totally. It's more like. No, God is, he wants that relationship with you and he wants you to keep talking to him and trusting him Mm -hmm. in the process. Um, But yeah. So my question is, like we know there maybe isn't unanswered prayers, you know, because we could define it as Mm -hmm. like, well, God does answer the prayers. But in our terms, it's, you know, we see them as unanswered prayers Mm -hmm. of he's not doing this or maybe it's a no from him and we don't like that what do we do with that so lisa turkhurst aka my hero she's, a beast. she's an unbelievable 
she, I don't know what book she wrote this in. I actually think she kind of refers back to it in a lot of her books and her messages. Um, but if you know her story at all, yeah. it's heartbreaking. And she prayed and begged God for her yeah. marriage to be reconciled. And through lots of public ups and public downs, um, it wasn't. And her thing, she's like, there are three truths that I have to choose to believe in those mm. low moments. Mm. And the first is God is good, yep. which, you know, for me, that's the easiest of the three to be like, yeah, God is good. I see it in scripture. I see it in the lives of the people around me. Yes, amen, God is good. The that second is, one yeah. is God is good to me. That's good. Which is so much harder to believe, I think. Yeah. Um, because of your own personal experiences. You know every way you feel like God's not come through for you specifically. Um, so holding on to that truth that God is good to me, harder. And then the last one's God is good at being God. Mm. And I think that's when for me, I'm like, God, if I were you, you know, the creator of the heavens and the earth, this is what I would do. Mm. And we put ourselves and our opinions and our mindsets in the place of God. That's so true. And kind of try and, you know, exp- I, I, I'm I, like, Lord, let me just explain this to you. And then once you understand, you'll yeah. do it. And the reality is I'm not God. He's God. And he's the best God. And he is the best at being God. And he, That's so good. we can surrender to this idea that like, okay, God is good. God is good to me. And God is good at being God. And when you align your heart and your mind with those three truths, when God says no, but you still believe that God is good to you and God is good at being mm-hmm. God, then you can move forward. You know, you can continue to seek without becoming hopeless and you yeah. can continue to <clears throat> ask without being like, well, he's just not going to do it because he's whatever. You continue. It, it helps you to kind of move forward when you really anchor to those three truths, which, yeah. you know, much easier said than done. I, but. No, that's where it gets so hard is we want to be able to rationalize everything. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I think we have to be able to hold the fact that there is going to be some mystery mm-hmm. to who God is and that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than mm-hmm. our ways. And sometimes we don't want that to be true. Right. We want God to be on our level, like thinking like we do. Right. And we are unable to but like accept the fact that he may have a greater mm-hmm. plan. I think the reality is we all believe, whether we say it or not, that we would make a really good God. <laughs> yeah. And that, you I know. don't know. <laughs> and No, that goes back to the original sin, totally. the fall. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so we want to be God. That's just our natural tendency is to drift towards that and thinking we would make a really good God and therefore God should be aligned exactly where we're at, you know. Um But I think one of the dangers of unanswered prayers or prayers that are answered in the way that we would like, it leads to, like, cynicism and honestly just, like, a distaste Mm -hmm. towards God in some ways. And I think one of the most sad things that could ever happen is we get into a point in our life where we're just like— I. What's the point in praying? Is it even worth it? He doesn't even answer my prayer, so I'm just not even going to do it. Which I think that gets back into the way you think about God, who he is. And it's why Tozer has that amazing quote. It's like the way you th- how you think about God or who you- how you see him is the most important thing about you. Yeah. And I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Like 
can think about him as a father, which is what we're told in scripture. And now becoming a father, it's like becoming so real for me. Mm. Like so many of these ways that I just look around and see like the way that I want to relate to Haven is the way that God actually wants to relate to me. Yeah. And that is so That's good. like freeing and it makes me want to be with him. Like when I see him as father and the fact that he loves me and he's going to be there for me. And ultimately I even see it too now with Haven, like she wants to go climb the stairs and she wants to like- She loves the stairs. Yeah. She's a mover and a shaker. She is a she, mover and a shaker. Yeah, she's independent. Yes. She's, get, she's doing all this stuff. And for me, it's like, I'm just kind of watching over her and trying to make sure she doesn't hurt herself. Mm. Fall down the stairs. Literally. Um, but like, even when I, and I'll tell her no, no, and she'll like shake her head like it's funny <laughs> and still wanna go try to do it. And I'm like, no, seriously, don't do that because you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. And so many times I think, we think, no, I'll be fine. And God's like, no, trust me. Like, and even in the silence, it's a, hey, no, trust me, like not yet yeah. or whatever it might be, or maybe no forever. Um, but I do think getting that right. And honestly, I would encourage you to just sit and think about God as father yeah, versus what may be coming into your head and becoming cynical because ultimately your heavenly father does have your best interest in mind. Yeah. And I think one way to fight the cynicism, um, that we've kind of been talking about a lot lately and it's underused and probably a lot of people just don't even know about it is lament prayer. Yeah. Like God can handle the most angry, upset, frustrated, let down part of you, even if it's with him. Mm -hmm. And for so many times we get upset at God and then take it out on other people. Mm. And God's like, just come to me with it. I mean, we see this all in scripture, Psalms, the book of Psalms, like over half of it is lament prayers where David's crying out mm -hmm. and he's like... God, have you forgotten me? Because mm. it sure feels like it, you know? And um, I just think it's such a danger when we don't actually— we're really good at putting on this prayer language, you know? It's like we've got this churchy mask that we can put on when we start praying to God. And I would never talk to, like, Clay like I talk to God because <laughs> I use these words that I never use in normal conversation— and it's just a little bit like that starts inf infiltrating our entire perspective on prayer. Mm -hmm. And it's such a danger. And so basically lament prayer is literally praying what's inside of you. Like C.S. Lewis has this quote, which I love. It says, lay before God what is in us, not what ought to be in us. Mm -hmm. Like we don't have to put on some mask that our life is perfect and that we're not, you know, really longing for this thing that we haven't seen come to pass right? or act like, you know, we're not struggling with this when we pray. Mm -hmm. Like we can pray that to God. Right. <laughs> we can say like, God, I'm struggling. Yeah. I want it. Like I've prayed. I've hoped. I don't understand this. Have you forgotten me? Mm -hmm. Because that's what a good father, like, he comes and meets us in that moment. And I think when we don't do that, prayer starts to become boring to us. Yeah. And John Mark has this quote, John Mark Comer, it's an open secret that many Christians find prayer boring. One reason for that is because they aren't actually praying, they're performing. Mm -hmm. And so we find prayer boring 
and we get to a point where we're like zoned out. What's the point? Yeah, I can pray for my daily bread, but past that, it feels like I don't have much to pray for. And it's like, no, we're not actually praying. We're performing. Because if we actually prayed everything that's in us, our true self, even the really hard stuff, we could pray for hours every day for those things. I was trying to find a quote because I don't want to misquote it. But um, going off of that and just talking about the performance even. Yeah. I think it's so. And for me, I don't like being wrong. And sometimes when I'm confused theologically, because there's so much. I mean, I have a seminary degree, but there's things in here that I'm like, I don't know. Like people are coming to me with questions sometimes and wanting to know my opinion on theological things. And and some of it breaks my heart and some of like it's complicated. And sometimes I don't want to go to God with that because I feel like I should understand and I don't. And so I've been learning recently that that's okay and that he doesn't expect me to know everything. He doesn't expect me to have it all together. He doesn't expect me to be perfect in my every way. He just wants to meet with me. And what I've been experiencing is he wants to cover peace over the places that I feel like I'm not measuring up in, yeah. you know? So when I come to him and I'm like, hey, I Lord, I could be so wrong here, but this is what I'm feeling and this is what I'm thinking and I'm sorry. You know, like I, I almost come to God pretty apologetic when I feel like I'm not buttoned up and mm. like ready uh, and allowing him to meet me there yeah. and bring peace into those places and filling in the gaps of of my heart with his peace and his presence. I think that's that's why we don't know. You know, that's like the beauty of us not ever being able to fully comprehend everything. Totally. Um and I I mean that might not even make any sense, but I think that's where he's been meeting me lately. Yeah. And in, in prayer, it's less about getting anything and more about him just being like, hey, it's okay. That's good. Like there's a passage that uh, in Psalms that I feel like always pops out to me when I'm freaking out, and it's David saying, "I've calm and qui- I've calmed and quieted myself before the Lord." Mm. And I think every like it just like shows up in my life when I feel like God is like, "Hey, Allie, honestly, calm down. <laughs> like, like you can be calm, you can be quiet. You you don't have to to figure it all out or be buttoned up to mm. to approach me." Um. Yeah, that's that's kind of where. Yeah. So what would we say to like the young adult mm-hmm. that's like, hey, I've been praying for this for like years. Mm-hmm. I'm praying for a husband mm-hmm. for years and there is just nothing on the radar even close. Or I've been praying for this promotion and it just went to my coworker who doesn't deserve it, <laughs> you know, because I know what kind of worker they are and they cut corners what do what do we do? <laughs> what do we do in those moments? Yeah, I mean, I think it goes back. I I think number one, it's giving God the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, every single time, yeah. and ultimately trusting that He is good. Going back to what we've been talking about, um, and that if it's not making rational sense to me in the moment, I'm still going to trust and believe that God is a good God. And as we do that, I think 
we'll begin to see some things unfold. What we and I, I mean, it goes back to what I said earlier too: persistently praying. So just continually moving towards him. Don't let the um, what feels like silence or unanswered prayer uh, make you draw away from him yeah. or move away from him. Yeah. Rather move closer to him and continue trusting him. And I truly believe that on the other side of it, whenever you get what you're looking for, or I don't know, down the road, you will see God's faithfulness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you'll look back on it and be like, oh, he was there the whole time. <laughs> he wasn't not not answering me. Mm-hmm. He was just, he had a different yeah. plan. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think most times, at least for my life, I've seen this. You look back and you're like, Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. I would say every time. I've I've never not felt that. You know, like you have to trust in that moment. It's his kindness, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not his wrath or anger. Mm -hmm. And I would even argue, too, that in the waiting and the silence, I am getting better. Totally. And changing. Right. So that I actually have a better idea of what I actually want. Exactly. And so, again, you see that as God's kindness rather than God's withholding something from me. Mm-hmm. He's actually helping me grow so that I'm prepared and ready for what he's about yeah. to give me. And it's, I mean, it goes back to John, too. Like, he wants to give you good gifts. Yeah. He's a good father, and he wants to give good gifts to his children. Yeah. And so, it's not like he's withholding something yeah. from you. I think, ultimately, he's, um, yeah, he, he's just waiting for the right time. I think what Beth said in her message was so good of— the enemy loves to plant this lie in you that your life will be fulfilled once your plans are. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we start living that out. The danger in believing that is twofold. One, once whatever those plans are fulfilled, the bars just set higher mm-hmm. or it just moves to the next thing. Like, oh, I want to get married. Well, then you want to have kids. And, you know, it's just right. mo- it continually moves. Yeah. And if you live believing that, your life is going to pass by yeah. <laughs> yeah. while you're, you're in this mindset of your life is on hold and it's just going to pass by you mm-hmm. and you're not going to take advantage of it. Like like you said, Clay, like God wants to do so much in you yeah. and through you in those times. Yeah, and I think the other thing I would say as I'm sitting here processing is that God may be speaking to you and you don't even realize it. Yeah. You're not paying attention to it. Yeah. I think he speaks in a lot of different ways and – you may just not be aware or listening w- through what he's trying to show you. I mean, it mm-hmm. could be circumstances. It could be um, scripture. It could be his voice. I don't know what it looks like for you. But I do think sometimes it's beginning to grow more aware yeah. of what he's potentially yeah. saying mm-hmm. and being willing to accept it, accept yeah. the answer. In the waiting, I feel like one weapon that we tangibly practically have is practicing gratitude Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. beth talked about that it's like i'm gonna choose to be grateful and look for things that i can you know say thank you jesus for these Mm -hmm. are blessings that you have given me even though i'm praying towards these other things Mm -hmm. i can look at my life and still be like I'm so blessed mm-hmm. by my heavenly father because he's still given us more than we could ever deserve. Yeah. Which yeah. is powerful. And I think another, and we touched on this and I want to bring it back to this, is to just persevere in your prayers. Mm. Yeah. Like don't 
grow weary, don't give up. Yeah. Um, in one of Jackie Hill Perry's books, she tells her story and she was lost and in, you know, lifestyle and just it was a big old mess. And and she says something in this book and it has stuck with me. And she she said, uh, I could tell that somebody out there was talking to God about me. Wow. Because I felt like this kept happening and this kept happening and God was after me. And there was someone out there that I knew was talking to God about me. And it turns out, you know, there was. And that I don't really remember anything else about this book because I read it so (laughs) long ago. But that idea that like, hey, we are not giving up talking to God about this or about this person we don't know what he's doing. We're not there. We aren't, we can't see everything he's doing, but knowing that your prayer, I mean, it's powerful and it's effective. That is what prayer is. And so just because you don't see right in front of you exactly what you want to see doesn't mean he's not doing something. And it doesn't mean that your prayers aren't really, really important. And so, I mean, I want to encourage you. That's so good. Don't give up Yeah. because there's somebody out there who needs you to be talking to God about them regularly. Yes. Um, so that, I mean, I've never forgotten that. And hopefully now you will never forget it either. <laughs> yeah, that's so, so good. good. Yeah. Um, is that anything else on prayer? I mean, and, there's a lot on prayer, but. <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, the big thing is we just have to do it. Yeah. You know? And do it's, it with people. It's easy people. to talk about it. Do it Great. by yourself. Make have, it a part of your life. Have friends who you yeah. call just to pray. I mean. True. I think there's so much power in corporate prayer. I know. We and don't do praying it together. Like, there's so much power in it. So We forget. I think the enemy uses our forgetfulness when it comes to prayer That's so a good. huge amount. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That's good. Um, well, unanswered prayer. <laughs> I guess we just got to remember that God is Father. Mm-hmm. Remember he's good. Yeah. Trust him. Um, and, and keep doing it. Keep on praying. <laughs> keep on praying. Stay persistent. Yeah. I love it. Maybe we'll talk about this some more later. There is so much uh, in prayer. But uh, we hope you guys have a great week, and we'll see you next time. See you. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the NPYA podcast. To learn more about us, you can follow us on social media at North Point Young Adults or head to our website, northpoint.org slash youngadults. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss one. See y'all next time.